Wait, 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 wait a minute. I was told that Arkansas was completely and totally a dumpster fire and that no players wanted to come to Arkansas or commit to Arkansas or play for Arkansas. But yet, on signing day today, it actually went pretty well for the Hogs. So let's talk about that as well as some portal signings and what's next for the Razorback football team. It's all coming up on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode of Locked On Razorbacks is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss tonight's matchup between Arkansas and UNC Asheville right here on Sling TV. Sling, the TV you love for a price you'll love. Be sure to try it today. Now, a lot of you are probably watching this podcast or listening to this podcast at a different time, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it is signing day. So it's nighttime, or at least getting darker outside. That's why it's darker here in the podcast. And uh, I waited to do this in the afternoon because I felt like if we're going to talk about all of this, we got to talk about the signing day when it basically comes to an end and, and to give our reactions and our thoughts to it as well. So signing day is wrapping up and Arkansas is wrapping up their class. Sam Pittman even met with the media today to talk a lot about what he thought about the class and, you know, particular players and all of those things. So uh, it's pretty much, you know, looking like Arkansas is going to do just fine. And if you look at at the time of this recording, Arkansas has the 20th ranked recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports. They have the 20, or excuse me, the 22nd recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports. They have the 20th, according to Rivals, and according to ESPN, or Rivals have 17. I'm screwing this all up. I'm going to, let me restart this. 24-7 Sports has them as 22, all right? ESPN has them as 20, and Rivals has them as number 17. There we go. So essentially, if you kind of take all, all those rankings, they're about right there at 20, 19, somewhere in there, which is subject to change because we know that signing day is not officially over just yet, but they're sitting there with a top 20 class if you look at it from that perspective. They had quite a few four-star players sign, Jalen Braxton, Luke Haas, Isaiah Augustave, uh, Luke Brown, Malachi Singleton, Davion Dozier, and Quincy Rhodes Jr., all four stars. We'll talk about some of the portal moves that we have uh, here as well. But overall, Arkansas is signing the class that everyone thought that they would. We're still waiting on Shamar Easter to officially sign for Arkansas. And, you know, we'll see how that plays out and assume and hope that it ends up being uh, a deal where he is signing and there's no problems, no you know pro issues or anything there. But that essentially wraps up the Razorback class coming out of high school. Now, a lot of you probably heard the opening of this podcast and rolled your eyes and say, dude, shut up. Why are you thinking this is so great? They're, they're, they're 20th in the, in the overall recruiting rankings. And if you look at it just from the SEC perspective, because that's what matters the most, uh, Arkansas sitting at ninth in the SEC right now. They're behind Bama, Georgia, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, AM, South Carolina, Auburn. How can you be so excited about this? Like, what, what is this? What of all that? Okay, here's my thing, folks. First off, being ninth in the SEC, 
you can't look at it in that perspective because the SEC is always going to be that way and you're always going to be ranked around there. What you got to look at in the recruiting class rankings, and this is how I've always said it, and I know a lot of people agree with me. So look at it in this perspective. If you have a top 10 class in recruiting, that matters. It, that 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 distinguishes yourself, like especially if it's even a top five. But top five, top 10 for sure, that distinguishes you above and beyond and in your own echelon of yourself. That's why it's Bama, Georgia, Texas, Miami, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Tennessee. All those teams are top 10. And that matters. And that could play a huge role because basically they're signing nothing but five and four stars across the board. But the difference between 11 and 25 is very minute. Like if you look at it, like USC, for instance, they have three five stars. Okay, that's really good. And, and 10 four stars. But they also sign more players. They have a ton of three stars coming in too. Like that's that's good. But you look down to Clemson, one five star, 18 four stars. Okay. And then you have Florida, no five stars and four stars. Like you start to see kind of lessons and lessons. And for Arkansas, you have zero five stars, eight four stars, 14 three stars. I still don't believe that a team like, you know, or you can take Florida. We'll, we'll say that since they're in the SEC and they're the first man out of the SEC right there. Are you telling me that being ranked 13th or being ranked 20th is that big of a difference? Is that big of a change when it comes to all the players that uh, they're signing. And even though like maybe they have one or two more four stars or maybe even one five star, like, is it that big of a stretch and that big of a difference? Like Arkansas, for instance, and rivals, if you look and look at it from that perspective, Michigan's at 17 above Arkansas, Michigan, who's in the college football playoff right now. They're at 17. They have zero five stars and 11, four stars. Penn state has zero five stars, 13, four stars. Auburn has zero five stars, nine four stars, or zero five stars, nine four stars. The rankings are so slim when it comes to that next level, where I'm not saying that Arkansas is going to be for sure better than USC because they're close or because they're in that same echelon. I'm just telling you that the, the difference between those classes are smaller than what people even realize. And that's why Arkansas has always been there. But if you always look at teams that had great recruiting classes, a lot of cases, that doesn't equate to having great games and great teams and great seasons. Now, AM might be the, the number one result of that. Florida State's done really good in recruiting. But, you know, what, what have they done for you lately? You know, Clint, uh, Notre Dame had a, you know, a right season this year, but they've been top 10 pretty much every year. Does that mean that they're top 10 all the time? Oregon was a pretty good year, but are they top 10 all the time? Oklahoma was bad this year, but they're number seven. Are they going to have a great year? Miami hadn't been relevant since the mid-2000s. And they're number four, but they've always had good recruiting classes. Does that mean anything to? Don't really know. I guess we'll see how it plays out. But Arkansas is right where they need to be, right where everyone expected them to be, right where they pretty much are each and every season. But the point that I'm bringing up and why I even dive into this specifically about the rankings and all of that is because the fact is, is that you have a great opportunity in front of you to be able to put these guys out there on the field and compete and get better from it and, and build from it and recruit from it. And you're doing that even though everyone acted like the sky was falling, even though everyone's like commitments are dropping right and left. This is terrible. That didn't happen. Yeah, you had some decommitments, but it, it wasn't the world ending. Like it was about what people expected you to be at. And it's about what you thought you would be at. And honestly, it's a very good recruiting class. And especially in compared to what Arkansas has done in previous years and, and where they ranked, it's really good. Uh, if you think back to last year, Arkansas finished 22nd 
just about right where they're at this year. You think back to 2021. What about then? Well, Arkansas finished 25th that year. How about that? Okay, well, let's go back to the years where you were actually really good and playing at, at, at the highest of levels, like the Bobby Petrino years. Let's go 2010. How about that? Where'd you rank there? Oh, wow. What is there, where, where, where is Arkansas? Oh, they're 41st. Oh, okay. All right, so what about uh, 2011, though? Things are still going pretty good for them. Where'd Arkansas rank then? Hmm, let's see. Oh, 21st. How about that? What about 2012, right before Petrino wrecked the motorcycle? How are things going there for Arkansas? What would they do then? Oh, 27th. Okay. So take that into consideration. Now, when things were going so good, now, granted, the coaching wasn't working, and, and you had Petrino, who was great. We all know that. But it still wasn't just the horrendous nightmare that people try to make out this class to be. Brett Bielma, one of his best classes, finished 23rd. I was like with Hunter Henry and Alex Collins and all those guys. Like, that finished 23rd. What about in 2014, the year after that? Where did Arkansas finish? 29th. This is all according to 24-7 sports, though, folks. What about 2015? They had some pretty good players come out of that class. At least it felt like it. Where did they end up finishing? Arkansas, 22nd. So take all of this into consideration where this year you're going to have just as good, if not a better recruiting class than what you've had the majority of the years previously. And you still lost some commitments. People still acted like it was going to be the end of the world. And you're still going to finish up with just as good, if not a better recruiting class than what you have. I like this class. I like what they have. I like some of the players. And I know we're going to talk about some of them specifically, especially the portal sightings and signings and even uh, dealing with specifically uh, the quarterback position. But I bring all that up to say this, and this is what I've been saying all week long. It's never as bad as what you try to make it out to be. It's never as bad as what things look to be. Would you want it to be better? Do you want to have a better than the top 20 class or be right there at 20? Of course, everybody. You always want to be the best, but it's not disastrous. It's not embarrassing. It's not everyone jumping ship and, and leaving in the, in the biggest regard. And especially in this day and age with the transfer portal and how important it is and how much of a difference it makes, it's not that bad. It's okay. So for those of you who freaked out and said that everything was bad and, and Sam Pittman's lost the team and lost the recruiting classes and everything, it ended up not being the case because they signed a really great class, a good class, I should say, and just about where they expected to be signing at. And they did it all that in the midst of how, you know, the season didn't go according to plan and with the portal and everything too. give Sam Pittman and his staff credit. They did a good job. They kept it together. They made it work. And now they got to move on and look at some portal signings as well as some other things, too. So we'll talk about that here in just a second. First, I got to tell you about betonline.net being your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, everything. So get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to World Cup. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can get those at betonline.net as well. They're always looking for the fastest and easiest way to get on all the sports betting info. So you got to check them out. So head to the website and use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on, I want to look at some of the portal deals that Arkansas has and all and where they're looking at, and also just look at some specific players as part of the class. I know we talked a little bit more generally speaking in the previous segment, but uh, Arkansas did get a portal commitment from John Morgan, who is an edge rusher, 6'2", 236. He transferred out of Pitt. And uh, he's, he looks to be a really good get for Arkansas to continue to build depth there on the off or on the defensive line as well. Had a few offers, had a few visits there too to some other schools in Power Five, but decided that Arkansas was the best place for him. So Arkansas adds some more quality, much needed depth 
at that position. Uh, they're not done yet, at least at the recording of this podcast for other portal signings too. So we'll wait and see how that plays out. I'm still, uh, you know, just looking at all the different things that could come down and uh, end up happening, even like while we're talking about it on this podcast to make sure I don't miss anything. But that's kind of the newest one. And you're going to have a lot more too. And I think that from what I've been hearing and reading, especially from hogsports.com, that there's going to be some names in there that people are going to be really impressed by. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I just think that the few things that stood out to me about this recruiting class is one, you got those, you got for sure one signed tight end. Uh, that was the four star in Luke Hodge. You're waiting on Shamar Easter. He's the number one player out of the state of Arkansas. Waiting on him to sign from all. I understand he's going to sign. So you're going to get two bona fide tight ends at a position that you have desperately needed great high quality tight ends at. You're going to get that in this class. You're also adding some much needed depth, especially in the secondary. Your best player, or at least according to 24-7 Sports, is Jalen Braxton. He's a cornerback. Uh, he is out of the state of Texas there in Frisco. He is signed with Arkansas, and he's a 5'11 half, six-foot cornerback, so you need help there. You also have some offensive linemen coming in, like Luke Brown, who's another four-star out of Paris, Tennessee. So he's good. You have a wide receiver coming in, because we know Arkansas needs wide receivers with Davion Dozier, another four-star out of Moody, Alabama. Uh, Quincy Rhodes Jr. is an edge rusher who's a four-star guy too. So you're building some depth and you're getting some much-needed help there in positions of need. Isaiah Auguste, uh, Augustave, I hope that's how you say his name, but he's uh, out of Naples, Florida. He's a running back. He's 6'2", 200 pounds, and he's highly regarded. But Arkansas is going to be so good at running back and deep at running back. You know, it'll be interesting to see if he plays a role, uh, especially coming out of the back there too. But TJ Metcalf is safety, a high three-star. You got cornerback Dallas Young. Uh, that's going to be coming in there too. Another safety and Christian Ford. Like you're addressing the needs where it's like defensive linemen and secondary players. That that's that's really where it was the the point of emphasis with this recruiting class for Arkansas this year. And also tight end. Tight end was a much of a much needed class there too. So you're doing the right things. You're getting the right players, especially positions of need. And now the portal is just going to come into play to where you did add some pieces there of immediate needs too. But you're going to continue to do that as well so the one thing though i will say and something that really stood out to me and what's something i really really liked is that arkansas has now finalized what their quarterback room is going to look like next year they have kj jefferson of course being the starter who is a top three sec quarterback right now maybe even be higher than that and then you added in jacoby criswell an experienced d1 level quarterback out of north carolina he's coming back to arkansas to presumably be KJ's backup. And then you signed a high-level four-star quarterback, Malachi Singleton out of Georgia, who is a guy who had a lot of offers to different places and seems to be a guy that everyone's excited about. Had offers to Georgia, to Cincinnati, uh, to various other SEC schools too, and has chosen to come to Arkansas. He's 6'2", 225 pounds, uh, a pretty beefy quarterback. And because of that fact, you know, I don't know what how many positions you're actually going to be better at for sure next year than what you were this past year, but the quarterback room has tremendously increased and gotten better, like overnight. Next year's quarterback room is going to be so much better than what it was last year. And you can even make the argument that it's going to be the best quarterback room that Arkansas has had in quite some time. You know, maybe look back to like Ryan Mallett, Tyler Wilson, Brandon Mitchell, and then I'm, you know, that we don't want to start throwing those comparisons around because. Uh, we know how how much that played out for these guys. But you have a, a bona fide, great K.J. Jefferson player that is great, a quarterback, and an experienced guy, and then a, and a freshman phenom. So that's what you want your quarterback room to look like. So you got better at that position. 
Running back, you're going to be just as good, if not better, next year at that position too. Tight end, you for sure got better. Like you are better right now at the tight end position than what you were last year. I think D lineman, you're going to be better than what you were last year at that position. So it's not like everything's going to be worse. Like important positions, you are better that uh, better than what you're going to be as far as talent wise and individual talent. The question is going to be about wide receiver because right now you are not going to be better than what you were this last year as of right now. Uh, linebacker, I think Chris Paul's great. We talk about him, but Drew Sanders and Mitch and Bumper Pool, like you got to find somebody else or some other guys to step up. It could be better. It could be just as good, but still got to find somebody else to help out there too. And then in the secondary, you're returning a lot of key components there. I think, you know, guys like Dwight McLaughlin was good. They get back. I think uh, Quincy McAdoo is going to be even better next year at the cornerback position. I still think that guys like Hudson Clark, say what you want about him. He's a very experienced player. So it's good to have him back too. But then you add in some some freshman guys, some portal guys. Even Sam Pittman said in his press conference today, one of the players he was, or one of the position groups he was most excited about in the signing class was the secondary. So there's potential there. So you did a really good job of addressing needs and, and trying to get better at every position. Now, is it all going to be better? Again, my biggest concern right now is wide receiver. I think uh, that's without a doubt one. And I think even the secondary, once again, is is worrisome. But with a new coach and a new defensive coordinator, and maybe that changes a little bit, linebacker could be concerning. But often, an offensive line, you're, you're losing guys. But I still believe as long as Sam Pittman's there and Cody Kennedy's there, you're going to have a good offensive line. Is it going to be elite? Don't know, but it's going to be really good. So as long as you have that, I think that'll be okay. It'll be just as good. I don't think the offensive line takes a step back next year. I don't think it gets worse. And the strength and conditioning coach matters a lot too. So they did a good job. Offensively, it's going to be wide receivers, the biggest concern. And in defense, it's going to be the secondary. But you at least have potential. You at least have a potential to make it better than what it is. So I like it so far. We'll see what the portal season holds and who they're going to bring in. Uh, but good job for Sam Pittman. Good job for the, cl uh, the, the, the class coming in. And hopefully it continues to, to build and get some other guys out of the portal to add to that scholarship limitation. Cause it's also, I know that this is technically signing day for, for most of these players, but there's still signing day there in the spring where people can be a part of the Arkansas team as well. But we'll talk also about what's next for the Razorbacks at this point in time on the other side of the break. So stay with us here on the locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. We know that recruiting, signing day, all that fun stuff is wearing down, coming to an end. And I'm sure well, if we do a podcast, which tomorrow, uh, Taylor McGregor, who's going to be on the sidelines for Arkansas, is going to be joining me. And I, I don't know if we'll have her on for the podcast tomorrow or for Friday, just kind of depending on what happens from now till then. But either way, she'll be joining us. But if there's anything that does significantly happen, we'll obviously change it and, and talk about it a lot more in depth tomorrow. But still, the next thing is now for the bowl game, where Arkansas is going to have to turn their page and, and get after it there in the bowl game too. And so they play Kansas, and this is a game where Arkansas is favored in. It's not by a whole lot. People are wondering, okay, what's the importance of it? How will it go? Is this something that Arkansas really needs to win? And honestly, I'll tell you this. Yeah, Arkansas needs to win this game against Kansas. They have to. Like, if you want to have some really good will heading into the season, seven and six is a lot better than six and seven. And you're a better team than Kansas, and you should be able to beat them, especially offensively and just running the ball at them. So that's going to be something you got to really focus on and turn the page. 
But I will give a shout out to a few players because, you know, like we kind of got a depth chart of what got released and who's going to be playing in it. KJ Jefferson's going to be there. Of course, Rocket Sanders is going to be there. Uh, the wide receiver group, that was the one that's the biggest question. But I will, I'm going to give this a huge shout out, and I think it deserves it. Shout out to Matt Landers. Matt Landers is playing in the bowl game. Like all the wide receivers that either went to the NFL or entered into the portal, whatever it is, I I have a, so much more respect and appreciation for Matt Landers where he didn't have to. This is, this is it. Like this is his final college game ever. He didn't have to play in the bowl game. He could have just focused on the NFL, focused on his next step because he had a great year, but he is coming back and he's going to be playing in this bowl game. I think that's so awesome that he's doing that. So huge shout out to Matt Landers, and he deserves that. And he deserves a lot of the Razorbacks fans love for him coming back. So you're going to have him. It looks like Jaden Wilson and Bryce Stevens are going to be the other starting wide receivers there too. So yeah, some young guys getting in there too. Maybe Isaiah Satania. We'll see some of him, Sammy Bakke. So you'll have a lot of new faces there. Tight ends going to be Nathan Bax and Hudson Henry. Ooh, we'll see. Those guys have not played much at all this year as far as being inside the, inside the offense and catching the ball. But offensive lineman, Luke Jones, that's going to be this is going to be his final game as a Razorback. Uh, Brady Latham's there at left guard. Bo Limmer's going to be fail, filling in for Ricky Stromberg there at center. So Bo Limmer's moving over. Tykeus Crawford's going to be the right guard. Dalton Wagner, another guy that deserves a lot of love and praise. He's going to be coming in and playing there as well so he's going to stay in that position so d lineman though you got Jashad stewart and jordan dominic as well as uh terry hampton and eric gregory there on the left hand defensive side and the other side you got cameron ball marcus miller landon jackson zach williams so all the defensive linemen essentially except for isaiah nichols who entered into the portal they're going to be playing in this one linebackers you're going to have chris poo paul and jordan crook jordan crook was a true freshman this year and when he did get in he had some some moments and there's a lot of praise to him and think that he's going to be really good so uh he'll he'll be all right so that'll that'll be interesting to see safety still got Simeon Blair and Latavius Brini back there Hudson Clark will be into the mix there too and then in the cornerback position you're going to have Jaden Johnson at the nickelback and then Quincy McAdoo and Dwight McLaughlin at the other spots as well so the depth chart is fine I think that obviously the wide receiver group is the one that's going to be the biggest question if uh KJ Jefferson is going to be able to throw the ball effectively and get the ball to them, and if they do uh, some some other great things too, that's going to be the biggest question. But again, I just think that when you look at that depth chart and you see players that didn't have to come back are coming back and are playing, they deserve a lot of your love and appreciation. So I'm excited about it. That's the next thing that's coming up, at least you would think, unless some big moves are made from now till then. Arkansas is going to be focusing on the bowl game. Uh, their coaching staff is pretty much in place. Well, Michael Schur, I assume, that is going to be moving on to UNLV. And so we'll see if, uh, you know, what they do at the linebacker spot. Will Deke Adams and Dominic Bowman stay? Time will tell. But it's, it's, you got some things to work with. You got some things. It doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to be great. Doesn't, doesn't really know how it's going to change, but you got some pieces. You got some things to work for. So go out and win this bowl game. And I know it's going to make Razorback fans a lot happier with the way it ended and also give them some hope and some momentum heading into next year as well and especially if they can add some more pieces out of that transfer portal. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.